Hello, and welcome to the Disability Connection. I'm your host, Walter Nunes. The Disability Connection is sponsored by the Disability Law Center, which is the protection and advocacy system for the Commonwealth. We represent folks with disabilities in all kinds of issues, housing, employment, reasonable accommodation, etc. Uh, we're at 11 Beacon Street, and we can be reached uh, at 617-723-8455 or 800-872-9992 and online at www.dlc-ma.org. Today I'm joined by Jamie Sabino. Jamie is an attorney, staff attorney at the Mass Law Reform Institute and is also the co-manager of Civil Legal Aid to Victims of Crime. Now, they should call, call it CLAVA. We're going to be talking about CLAVA today. So, Jamie, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me. We're really pleased to uh, have you here. So, when I was reading this, I go, we've got a lot of letters here with MLRI and CLAVC. So, just for the folks who are watching, what does is, what is the Mass Law Reform Institute do to start off? Mass Law Reform Institute is a statewide poverty law center which provides services and backup for legal service attorneys and looks at systematic issues that affect uh, people of low income or disabilities or various minority groups. That's great. And CLAVIC is a, an initiative that you're a co-manager of. Yes. And CLAVIC stands for Civil Legal Aid to Victims of Crime. Correct. So why don't you tell us a little bit about CLAVIC? Or so, a lot, actually. <laughs> right. So this is a new initiative which has hired a number of lawyers, I think it's 24 across the state, to represent victims of crime in civil legal matters that might come about because they were a victim of crime. So I think most of us know what a criminal matter right. is, and I think a lot of folks watching know what a civil matter is, but, but what is the distinction? What's it, what do you mean by civil, uh, civil action? Civil actions are things like divorce, custody, employment cases, housing issues like eviction. It's often where people are suing each other or people are trying to get benefits as opposed to the state saying you've committed a crime. I see. So with respect to the CLAVIC program assists people who are a victim of a crime in a civil legal matter. Correct. Could you give me an example of that? Yes. So you're walking on the street and somebody hits you and steals your wallet. Which is the crime. That's the crime. Assault and battery and, and theft. Mm -hmm. Because your wallet's been stolen, your car, license may be used to open up a credit card. So somebody's stealing money from you by stealing your identity. You might have lost the money that you were going to use to pay your rent. And your landlord starts an eviction. You might be injured from the assault and battery and need to get disability benefits or have trouble with your employer because you've missed a lot of work. So from that one crime, you could have three or four different civil legal matters. And that's where the clavic attorney comes in. Exactly. They don't either prosecute or get involved in the defense of persons charged with crimes, but they assist victims of crime in, in the matters that stem from, that result from the actual crime. Exactly. Wow. So, so does, does the crime have to just have, just have happened like that day or a week ago before Clavic will help people? No, it can have happened any time in the past as long as your need is attached to that. An example may be 
somebody who was abused as a child and has continuing uh, disability or emotional issues that's now stopping them from getting a higher education or a job or housing issues. So what about, um, does the crime have to be reported to the police? Does the perpetrator have to be prosecuted and convicted? No. Under, we can represent anybody who has been a victim of a crime. It does not have to have been reported. It does not have to have been prosecuted. Basically, the victim gives the information and we accept that. Now, I was going to save this for later because it was, was a big question, but I'm going to ask it now because I think it's so important. So how much does this cost people? It costs people nothing for the representation. The Clavic attorney's services are all free of charge to the victim. So if a person is a victim, say, of domestic violence, and then uh, because of that domestic violence, they've decided they want to get a, a restraining order against their spouse, or they want to seek divorce, and then there's custody and, and child support and all those things, will the Clavic attorney help with that as well? Absolutely. It'll be an ongoing representation um, until, until there's resolution of any of the matters. Well, you know, I think this is a good time to uh, talk about the telephone number for folks who are watching live. If anybody wants to call in and ask Jamie or myself questions, the number is 617-708-3290. I was really excited about this show today because I, I just think this is an amazing project where, you know, We've all saw the horrible thing with the doctor for the gymnast and all those young women, courageous young women, confronting him. But they're victims of a crime, and they're in a criminal context. This is a different thing for victims of crimes, though. And in this example, those young women may have emotional issues or even physical issues based on the abuse that may affect them going forward in employment, in school, in a variety of issues. That's the kind of representation we want to provide people. I think I just think it's great. So, I mean, where do these attorneys come from who do this work? So the attorneys have been hired by the legal service agencies across the state, some of which are regional, and some of which focus on particular issues, like the Disability Law Center, or the Children's Law Center of Massachusetts, or the Victim Rights Law Center, which represents victims of sexual abuse. So these are attorneys who generally not in private practice, but work for uh, a public interest or a legal services firm. Absolutely. So if somebody right now is watching this program, and maybe, you know, I'm talking to you, uh, it it could very well be that something happened in your life and now you have this other trouble. This is, is, you're the person we're trying to reach. So how does that person get in touch with someone? If that person's able to go online, we have a website, the Clavic website, which has both information about different crimes. Sometimes people aren't even sure if they're a victim of a crime. So there's right. information about crimes, about other resources, and importantly, by putting in your zip code, you can find the legal resources closest to you. So I'm going to ask the producer. I think we've got the tag for that. There it is. It's up on the screen right now. And in addition, you can see that in addition to the the website, there's also a Twitter. Do they right. call it a Twitter feed? Is that it? A Twitter feed or, yes, Twitter I believe account. so. <laughs> right. So if Donald Trump is watching. That's right. He can, he can tweet at us and we can tweet back. So that's another way. Or at way. least somebody younger in my office can do that. I know. I'm guilty. <laughs> it's charged. 
And no offense, Mr. President, not that you need a, 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 a lawyer to defend you. Um, so what if there are folks who aren't online, all kidding right. aside, there are folks who don't use Twitter. What do they do? As a co-manager, they can call me. And I can sometimes sort with them whether they have a legal issue or what the crime is. But most importantly is I can give them the number and direct them to the legal resources that hopefully can help them. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat your number, but uh, the producer, I'm going to acknowledge, we, have a, we should have a tag for that. Uh, and we'll show it later if we don't show it right now. But the number for Jamie Sabino at the Mass Law Reform Institute is 617-357-0700, extension 325. I know it's not up right this minute, but hopefully it'll be up later. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the types of cases that you're handling. And we're, we're moving along at a good clip here, so take your time. So it's a, interesting the range of cases that can come out of crime. What we expected and what we have a lot of are family law cases for people who are victims of intimate partner abuse or their children have been victims of child abuse, including sexual abuse. But we also have housing cases and employment benefit cases and education cases, a lot of consumer fraud, identity theft cases. We have, <clears throat> excuse me, cases for people who are seeking asylum where the crime was committed in another country and they've come here. The crime does not have to have happened in Massachusetts, but the legal... Or even the United States. Even, right. But the legal need, the legal issue has to be yeah. in Massachusetts. So there's been a, a, quite a range of cases and things that we haven't even thought of for survivors of homicide where somebody in their family has been has been killed, they're considered a victim, and they may oh. need help with probating in the state or getting a funeral paid for, another kind of victim compensation. You mentioned something in your list of uh, types of cases. You said employment benefits. Right. Is that helping somebody obtain unemployment benefits? Unemployment or? benefits or disability benefits or sometimes just negotiating with their employer. All legal needs aren't necessarily a case, right. but it may be helping intercede with an employer saying, you know, this person is entitled to family medical leave because of this injury they've suffered from a crime. So, that, so the employment comes up in, a, in different contexts. Or maybe a reasonable accommodation in, in employment so they can go to see a therapist or a doctor right. or maybe even somebody to assist with an injury they receive from the crime. Right. And sometimes in issues of intimate partner violence or sexual assault, the perpetrator and the victim work at the same place. And I know Victim Rights Law Center, for example, negotiates with employers to make sure people are separated and that they have protections. You know, this, you're the guest, and I usually stay in role, but you kind of let the cat out of the bag <laughs> a little bit. The Disability Law Center is also participating in the Klavik program, and I am the assigned uh, Klavik attorney for uh, DLC. And and so, first of all, if you if we're focusing more on disability-related right. issues, which is why I brought up the reasonable yeah. accommodation, but I wanted to tell just a teeny story because I never thought that in my work I would ever represent a refugee from Syria. But one of the first cases I got was a a person who was. Uh, lost the use of his legs because of the war in Syria, came to the United States 
and was placed in a, a second floor apartment that he couldn't get into. So that was a reasonable accommodation which links to disability, but he was also a victim of a crime. And it just, it's, it's really interesting, not that uh, we take any pleasure in anyone's misery, but the opportunity to assist somebody from Syria and really yeah. have an impact on that issue. That's it about me, but I wanted to put my two cents in on but that, that one. And that points out victims of crime are victims and often have no idea about what to do about these things that happen to them because of their victimization. And so it's an example of what you can do with the law, really help an individual who's up against some kind of system, whether it's the government, whether it's the housing authority, whether it's the registry of motor vehicles, navigate that. And so there's a real benefit to being able to do this kind of work. Um, we've got about 10 minutes of the show, so we have a little extra time, and I, I'm just going to give you the opportunity, and not to put you on the spot, but within your work and working with other attorneys, have you seen some unique cases that have come through since the CLAVA initiative began? Yes, and particularly cases that where people never would have been helped by legal services because it doesn't really fall under what traditional legal services do. Um, one was a case, again, it's the stolen wallet. One never thinks about that. But this was a man who'd been in housing, had lost his housing, was able to ex secure new housing, but no longer had a government-issued ID. And when he went to the registry of motor vehicles, there'd been a mix-up on his name, and they wouldn't give it to him. And they were telling this man from Pittsfield who'd never been out of his neighborhood, oh, you have to go to Boston to clear that up. This isn't the type of case lawyers generally take or right. you know, legal services. A Klavik attorney was able to talk with people in the registry of motor vehicles, resolve that issue, get him his license, and he was then able to secure housing. That's really terrific. And although the Klavik attorneys will represent particularly in issues of domestic violence and divorce and custody and so on and so forth, over something that could take quite a long time. Right. There are other things that you can handle pretty quickly. Exactly. That's great. So we talked about money and the fact that the Clavic services are free, which is a good opportunity for me to state the telephone number again in case there's somebody watching right now. It's 617-708-3290. So... The money that pays from this comes from the federal government. Now, I had, I had thought it came from taxes, but you educated me. This money doesn't come from taxes. Could you tell folks where the money comes from? Right. In the federal system, it's also true in the state system, but here we're talking about federal money, people who are convicted of crimes are assessed a victim witness fee. So, and sometimes it seems, you know, okay, you've been convicted of homicide and you have to pay $50. But those $50 add up, and if you don't have the resources, you don't pay. But there are a lot of you know, convicted criminals who do. And that money, that victim witness fee money, is what funds from the federal level the CLAVIC program. It goes to the, fe the federal government, has this Victim of Crime Act fund. The money goes into that. It's then redistributed to the states in Massachusetts through a great organization known as the Massachusetts Office for Victims Assistance. And they, along with the legal service lawyers, when this money became available, collaborated to create this. And it's the first time these kind of legal systems are being created across the country. So we're sort of uh, pioneers. And, you know, and it's really interesting because 
you know, um, people have different points of view about taxes and where their tax dollars go. The idea that this is coming out of the pockets, if I can use that expression, of the perpetrators of the crime. Maybe not I pay for the, the victim right. of my crime, but it is coming from the collective pockets of, of persons right. who have been convicted of a crime. Right. And so I think that's really important that people understand that that's what's making this happen. And I think that that appeals to my sense of justice, to tell you yes, the truth. Yes, there's something very holistic about it all. Um, yeah. And uh, are there, you know, we, you're not going to do criminal work per se, but you're going to do civil work that stems from uh, a, a crime. Are there types of civil work that you don't do? The one area in which we're restricted is what's called torts, that we can't represent people in torts. And a tort is? Other it, than a pastry? See, um, That's my joke. It's my favorite pastry. Um, it's a personal injury case. It's when somebody hits you. It's not the criminal assault, but you sue them for hitting you, or they you know, ran into you with their car, or a doctor commits malpractice. It's some kind of personal injury case. And those are not taken by. And there's a very active personal injury bar. Right. You know. And they represent people without people having to pay a fee up front. That's right. That they, the lawyers, personal injury lawyers, will take a portion of recovery. And so that's why it's an area where I think the VOCA decided that there was more legal assistance available for that, and they wanted to reserve their funds for where there was not legal assistance. That's terrific. Um, but there are some occasions within CLAVA representation where they could seek certain types of money for certain type of damages. Is that correct? Yes. Particularly it comes up a lot in domestic violence and abuse prevention orders. Uh -huh. When you go to court to seek safety through an abuse prevention order, a judge can order that the person stay away from you and not contact you. But the judge can also order that you be compensated for losses that you had, uh, lost wages for having to go to court, um, medical bills from the injury, and damaged property. Damaged cell phones is very common because abusers will often grab somebody's cell phone and stomp on it so they can't call the police. And that would be done in the context of a restraining order? Right, in the context of a civil restraining order. Or in the context of a divorce, a judge may make some of their property distribution based on the injuries that happened during the divorce. Again, we had talked about this before, but um, uh, is, there, is there money allocated for any other reasons? Uh, now, this is like an order from the court where the, the abuser is paying uh, the victim for the cell phone or what have you. Um, does the grant allow for uh, payment of any type of court fees, hiring of an expert, transportation costs that might yeah. associate with a yes. legal matter. We're not able to pay for expert fees. That's a restriction. But um, some transportation to court costs can be covered. Uh, other types of costs that come up in cases, like if you have to do what's called a deposition, interview somebody ahead of time with a stenographer who's, who's, who's taking down the deposition, mm -hmm. um, it can cover that. And we put in a significant amount of money in the grant for interpreter services. Um, when you're in court, they can be an interpreter, but talking to your landlord, not always, or talking to your lawyer, and translation services. So that order that you might get from a court 
can be translated so you can actually read it. So translation services are included. Yes. And I'm guessing ASL or CDI would also be yes. included. American Sign Language or a Certified Deaf Interpreter. That's good to know. So in the beginning of the show, and we've got about three minutes left. We can, you know, we can win or lose a football game in three <laughs> minutes, right? So uh, you've said there are about 24 attorneys doing this work yes. in the state. So does that mean that these 24 attorneys will assist all people who contact Klavik with their, an issue, or what's yeah, the this, reality there? The reality is that's just not possible. If right. you look at traditional legal services, they're turning away, for example, 80% of people who call them for family law cases, and half of those have domestic violence. But the hope is that there'll be some services provided for as many people as possible. Sometimes it's, as you we discussed before, simple. Some advice and counsel can help somebody. Sometimes you need to represent them for the next two years. Cases fall along that continuum. We're also continually looking and we're recruiting uh, attorneys who'll take these cases on what's called a pro bono basis so that we can expand um, the services that we can provide. Is there the possibility of using some of the funds so that attorneys can work for reduced fees, for yes. example? Yes, yes, we've created, it's called Judicare, um, which sounds to me like the minute clinics, but um, where oh, yeah, attorneys right. will pay, will be paid maybe $60 an hour. And I, when I was in private practice, it cost me $50 an hour to keep my office open. So when I took hey, a pro bono case, yeah, <laughs> when I took a pro bono case, I was right. losing money. Yeah, yeah. This allows you know people, particularly in the western part of the state, who aren't part of big firms and need to keep the lights on, some minimal amount of money so that they can help people. So you attorneys out there who need to keep the lights on, this could be a great opportunity for you. <laughs> um, we've got about a minute left, so I want, what I wanted to to bring up is there to the people who are watching. People who aren't victims, or maybe those who are, or people who aren't attorneys looking to keep the lights on. Are there things that folks can do to help out this initiative? Are there, are there, are there ways that we can tell people how they can help make this more successful? Yes, we are embarking on an outreach campaign. But to do outreach, you have to know who to reach out to. Right. So people who are parts of organizations that work with people who might be victims of crime, or social service groups, or civic organizations, we would be happy to send money that they can distribute to their listservs or their members. We'd be happy to come out and talk to them. So I can be reached at that number that uh, you, you gave post before. post it again, Dave, if you like. Uh, you could just say it yourself, yeah. Jamie, because we're coming uh, down the home stretch. Yeah, at 617-357-0700, extension 325. We can send you materials, and depending on you know timing, we might be able to come out and even talk to people. Dave, you're a great producer. You got the number up, lickety split. Thank you. Uh, we're at the end of the program. Excellent. Jamie, you have been fantastic. I hope the people watching this program enjoyed it as much as I did being a part of it. I'd like to point out that this program will be available on the Disability Law Center's uh, webpage. Uh, it'll be up on YouTube, Vimeo, and also on DLC's Facebook page. We're going to try to figure out a way that the legal services who provide this work mm -hmm. will also have access to the video mm -hmm. so they can show, show in different parts of the state or to use as a training tool because getting the word out, and let's face it, this is free legal services for people who have been victims of crimes. 
It's an outstanding initiative, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Well, thank, thank you so you very, very much. much. Thank you. Thank you. Be safe.